Conversations with Selwyn. Welcome back to Conversations with Selwyn. Today's episode is part two on the topic of tithing and giving. Again, my special guest was Bio Adicola, and he shares his new book and his own personal study on the topic, as well as what God has been laying on his heart on this critical area of our relationship with God and also with one another. Check out part two of this conversation on tithing and giving. Okay, so um, I'm already sensing some some pushback from our listeners, particularly the pastors, particularly those who have tithed faithfully financially, monetary tithes. They've done that faithfully and believe that that is a critical part of building faithfulness to God and um, it equates to their righteousness. If, if, if we're honest about our, our sense of pride, um, not shameful pride or not negative pride, but we have a sense of pride in that I've been doing this faithfully, this is why God is blessing me. What is your answer to that? You see, um, that's a very good question. This book, the book I wrote, it's not about telling you to stop. If you want to keep giving 10% of your income to the church, that's perfectly okay. Mm. Perfectly okay, and that's fine. But just know that's not the tide of the Bible. But if that's what you want to do, that's right. perfectly fine. If that's what you've purposed in your heart to do, I'm not knocking that by any stretch of imagination mm-hmm. because that's what you've purposed in your heart to give. Right. But you're not under fear of, oh, I'm under a curse. Right. Because because uh, because I, I'm not giving my tithe. Or I'm, I have to calculate it to the last cents. Okay, my I, I made this amount, so I have to give $120.15. 15 cents. As long as you're not doing it under condemnation, under fear, mm. that's perfectly okay. That's right. the, if that's what we purposed in our hearts. That's if that's our faithfulness. You know, I've had people read the book and loved the book and said, "No, this really helps me. This frees me to actually give freely." And guess what they do? They still decide to pay ten percent mm-hmm. because at that point they're doing it from a place of love. Of love, because mm-hmm. that's what they want to do Mm -hmm. so if that's what you want to do if that's how you feel led to do it please by all means keep doing what you feel led in your heart to do it as long as it's not coming from the place of fear anxiety Mm -hmm. but that said there is no minimum you know some people have said well it has to be at least a minimum of 10 percent before you can even say you're given (laughs) That's not scripture-based. No, it's not. Your giving can be less than 10%. Your giving can be 80%, 90%. I know of people that give up to 90% of their income. I've heard of people like that. I don't know them personally. But it has to be based as we purpose in our hearts. As we're led by the Holy Spirit, Mm. we give. Right. Yes, and if that's the way you feel connected to the Lord, that this is the way I'm putting you first, Mm -hmm. By all means, do that. Right. By all means, um, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But let it be from the right place. And, you know, I asked the Lord that question. I said, I've heard that. I've heard it said that 
the way you put God first, um, usually this scripture is quoted that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so that's how you can put God first is to give him um, 10% of your salary. <laughs> and the more thing I say is that that scripture, that's not even what it's talking no, about. No, it's not talking about that. <laughs> that's not what it's talking about. Um, but secondly, how it was you- actually talking about how how freely God would give to you because he knows your needs. If he would clothe the lilies of the field and take care of the birds of the air and all of those things, he will give these things unto you. Exactly. So it's about, and when you even take the word kingdom, what does it mean? My brother here, you were born in the United Kingdom. So so you know about kingdoms. Yeah. King, a kingdom has a king. Mm Mm-hmm. That has dominion. Yes. So it's a king's dominion. It's mm. a king's domain. Mm. So when he says seek ye first the king, king's dominion, mm-hmm. seek him first. Mm-hmm. Seek his ways first. Mm. His ways of doing things first. Mm-hmm. His ways. He. There are different things. There are many things you're going through. There are many things we all go through. Yeah. There are ways we can do it. One is his way. One is the world's way of doing it. Mm-hmm. What way we choose decides if we're in the king's dominion. Mm. Or the world's dominion. Or the world's dominion. Mm-hmm. He said, his kingdom says give. It will come back to you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. Run it over. Shall men give to your bosom. Yeah. The world say, save as much as you can. Don't give anybody anything. Mm. What dominion do you operate operate under? under? Mm-hmm. So seek God's ways of doing things. Seek the king's dominion, the king's domain. Right. And once we put him, once we seek him first, guess what he does? All these other things will be added yes. unto us yes. easily because we are seeking his dominion first. We're giving ourselves to his work. Mm. There's so many things. Whatever he tells to you, do it. Mm. That's what the mother of Jesus said to the servant. He says, yes. whatever he says to you, do it mm. and that's you know you see that principle time and, and time, time again, again in the scripture right it's about what has he said to you mm. just do that what he has said to you to do right and you will be blessed you will be blessed mm-hmm. i like this example of um isaac there was famine in the land and he wanted to move to egypt and god said to him Stay in Gera. Stay in Gera. And the the next verse tells us, and he stayed. (laughs) And he sowed in the land, Mm -hmm. in the land that had farming. Mm -hmm. And he ripped a hundredfold return. Wow. Now, this is key. We know Abraham paid a tithe of the spoils of war to Melchizedek. Yeah. We know Jacob vowed to pay 10% of whatever God gave to him. The Bible never tells us anything about Isaac paying a tithe or promising to pay a tithe. Mm. And yet the Bible says he got a hundredfold return. He sold in his own land? He sold in that land where God told him to stay. Where he, where okay, where God told him to stay. He God said, right "Stay mm-hmm. in Gera," and he stayed in Gera in the land where he was, mm-hmm. and he reaped a hundredfold return. Today, people tell you you have to give to get a hundredfold return. This hundredfold return here was just came from obedience. Mm. 
and it had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with him giving anybody money. It simply had to do with him obeying the voice of, of God. Mm. Wow, this is powerful. Um, there, there, there's so many questions that I know that you guys must have, and there are questions that follow because now we have new information, or not new information, but it's always been there in the scriptures, but the way it's been packaged for us um, has not always come with that same level of transparency, I believe. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask and touch on, you, you mentioned a lot about being led by the Holy Spirit Absolutely. in your giving. Um, it's so important for every believer to nurture that sensitivity to God absolutely, so that they can hear what God is saying to them and hear what God is asking them to do and not just receive it from somebody who's got the microphone and telling you absolutely what God is saying for you to do. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that um, the church of today has, has been told a lot of things. Um, and I and I see, especially when it comes to money, there's there's always the the opening for manipulation there. Absolutely, uh, manipulation of emotions and manipulation of how we think. Uh, we're guilt tripped into things. Yep. Um, can you talk about being led by the Holy Spirit and how to nurture that relationship with God? You know, there's a book I read um, by Kenneth E. Egan that talks about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I strongly recommend the book for anyone that's really wants to grow in that area. Mm -hmm. um, the YouTube videos also on him preaching on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. So I encourage everybody to go into that. But I'll just give some foundation to, to being led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Mm. So the, our very sonship is attached to being led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So the subject of being led by the Holy Spirit is not a small, it's not a small topic. Mm -hmm. It's a topic that every child of God should take extremely seriously. Yes. Because if we're led by the Spirit, then we are sons of God. Mm. Because and when we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit in us and we can be led by the Holy Spirit. Every single one of us. One of the things that God has been dealing with me about of um, in the last few weeks or few months, I should say, it's about distraction. Mm. We live in a very distracted world. You know, people wake up the first thing is Facebook, um, LinkedIn, MySpace, everything. So we're so bombarded with so much word around us. Yeah, and so we can't hear the voice of the Lord because we're so clouded out with so many other things mm -hmm. out there. Mm. It's constant communication, constant communication going on. And so even God is speaking through a loudspeaker, we can't hear him. Huh. So how can we be led by the Holy One of the fundamental things that we need to ensure if we want to be truly led by the Holy Spirit is to give ourselves to the Word of God mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about this five-minute nugget. I'm not talking about daily bread. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Word of God, like <laughs> the, the straight word from the master himself because mm -hmm. what people don't uh, what people may not realize is that the word of god is the voice of god yes is the nature of god is who he is mm -hmm. so when we start reading god's word constantly 
constantly because the same holy spirit that prompted men to read to 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 write the bible is the same holy spirit we received when we gave our life to christ yes so we would the the more we read the word of god the more we give ourselves to the word of god we start recognizing the voice of god mm-hmm. and so that when he speaks to you outside the bible in your spirit you know yes that's him amen but and when the devil speaks to you, you know that's not him. Right. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, there, there are times where I've said, I know when the devil comes and he, he comes like an age, age, agent of light, right? Yeah. He tells you some things like, oh, you know. And I found myself saying, that's not my father. Right. That's not my voice. And that's connected to what Jesus said. He said, my sheep mm. know my voice. Mm-hmm. My sheep know my voice right so the number one place to start from is by studying the word of god regularly we start recognizing his voice when he speaks in our hearts and when i say he speaks in our hearts please do not do i'm not talking about an audible voice outside here does god speak like that to some people yes Mm -hmm. but it's not the number one way god leads his children he leads us by the inner witness Mm-hmm. In our spirit, we just know this is what he's saying. So I'm not talking about an audible voice out here. I'm talking about the air of the spirit. Mm-hmm. In our spirit, man. And one other thing I've found to be very, very powerful in hearing God is spending time praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Spending time. The more you pr- we pray in the Holy Spirit, the more connected we are. Mm. We're more sensitive we are to him. Yes. And we just start knowing the direction he's leading us, the direction he's pulling us to, the prompting. You just start knowing it. But one other way, he, you, and again, like I said earlier, please read the book I suggested about How to Be Led by the Holy Spirit by Kenneth Hee. Again, it's a very powerful book on, on this subject. But one other thing that we need to also follow is the peace. Mm. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of peace. Yes. I'll give you an example. Before I left Nigeria, uh, the Lord had told me I was going to be leaving Nigeria. and uh, But everything looked bleak. Like, I didn't have money to leave Nigeria. I didn't have money to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job. I got a, I was called to come for a job test. Uh, back then in Nigeria, they would give you job test. And if you pass that, you do an interview. And the bank jobs back then was like the big thing. Like, you got a bank job? That was the big thing. Yeah. And so I got it from a very well-known bank. And so I was like, wow, I'm going for that. And God had told me, no, you're going to Canada at that time. I was like, I don't have money to go to Canada. (laughs) I don't even have a visa to go to Canada. Mm -hmm. But he said, my promise for you is to go to Canada. And when I kept trying to go for that test, and then God took the peace away. (laughs) I lost my peace. I was just... The, the sense of peace that you know when you have the Holy Spirit, yes. the sense of direction, mm. I lost it. Mm. And I struggled with it, with this for a couple, I think two days. Then after a while I said, okay, God, I'm not going for the test. And immediately mm. the peace just came back. Yes. <laughs> it just came back. Mm. And the way me traveling to Canada, paying my tuition, that's a whole different story, <laughs> a whole testimony by itself. Everything just fell into place exactly what I need. As I kept just following the leading of the Holy Spirit, every every time I needed money to do anything, God just came true. Mm. Just God, God just came true. He's and, faithful. And if I had, mm. and I heard two years later, the bank that was hiring at that time, they let go a lot of people. Wow. 
So if I had followed that direction, even though it looked so easy at that point in time, guess what? I probably would have been jobless. But now he has brought me so far mm. from there. And I just give him all the praise. Amen. I've, I've often heard um, some teaching on giving. Um, and I don't, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but I've heard teaching on giving that says that, you know, have you ever heard of um, an orange tree coming from an apple tree? Or have you ever heard of um, something of this origin coming from something else of another origin? And the, the comparison is that if you give money, you get money. And I've, I've heard this stuff um, taught in the church right before giving. And I look through the scriptures and I see something completely different. We see how through the obedience of Abraham, yep. God blessed him with money. Yep. But he didn't give money first. Yep. We see in other places of scripture, God said, do this and you will get that. There's a, there's a distinction between the this and the that. Um, and um, it's often quoted, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. But I believe that God has the ability to take what you've given him in one area and bless you in another area. He's not monolithic in that way. He does not, he's not locked into one system of blessing but he knows how to minister to us um, in every area of our lives if we just do what he asked us to do. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree with that. Um, I think it's a lot of times people take the simple truths of the Bible and we try to... God asked me once, he says, when did I become complicated? Mm. And I said to him, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because we've tried to make God very complicated and... Now, I've heard that preached to that, you know, I sold for this and I uh, I sold money. Like you said, I ripped money. I sold this. I ripped that. It's, it's, a, it's a very common um, doctrine. Now, Would if, if we sold a car, would God give us another car? Yeah, he can. He can. But I think, I think the focus is going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Because when we start saying I sold this, okay, I want a car, so I'm, that's the only reason why I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because of that reason, I'm gonna give someone a car. Mm -hmm. The reason for that giving is us, right? But the reason for giving that the that the word of God teaches us is love. Mm. If you see when the New Testament church gave, it's not like our generation where we're saying, okay, where's my harvest? Where is it now? Mm -hmm. It was solely based on the love of God. And when God gave us yeah. his only begotten son, he was out of love for us. Yeah. The purpose of giving should be solely based on love. Mm. And guess what, brother? You know, when Brother Paul received, you know, we all, a lot of people um, call Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your needs according to your riches in glory. Actually, that was in response to Brother Paul in regards to an offering that was sent to him. Yes. A free will offering. A free will offering that was sent to him. It wasn't a tithe. And Brother Paul said, my God should supply all your needs. Mm -hmm. He didn't say money. He said all, all your, your needs. needs. Yeah. yeah. You see, he didn't, he didn't narrow it in on what you sent to me. He said, 
God will supply all your needs. What do you need? Like you said, what do you want? Where do you, where is that lack in your life? Yeah. Yes, and I could give you money. Money could be what you're looking for. But the way God returned to me could be completely something else entirely because right. the, the need in my life is completely different. Mm. But the fundamental truth is this, is that our sole reason for giving should not be because we just want something back. Yeah. That given that he's promoted in the church today <laughs> is based on that. Yeah. What can I get back? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's you know, Peter went to preach in a place, um, Brother Peter in the Bible, and he was, you know, they prayed for the people and they received the Holy Spirit. And there was a sorcerer in the town there that said, oh, I want the same power to be able to lay hands on people. Mm. And they received the Holy Spirit. Mm. He offered money yeah, to them for them so that he can receive the power. And Brother Peter said to him, your money perish with you. Wow. And I believe God is saying that to a lot of people in the church today. Your money perish with you. Mm. Trying to buy what have given freely. Right. If anybody tells you to pray to pay for a healing, pay for a restoration, pay for salvation, pay for anything. People talk about all kinds of things now about mm. give towards this, give towards that. God help us. Mm. Your money perish with you. Mm. God wants a given from a willing heart. Yes. From a place of love. Yes. Does he give us back? The law of sowing and reaping is a law that is there. God created that law. It, it works. It even works for unbelievers. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just work for Christians. It works for unbelievers. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me, well, you know, when I paid the tithe, I noticed that this went up. Yeah, it should. <laughs> if you do it from the, from the heart of love and you give, you give 10% of your income, that's fine. Yeah. But the same testimony is true for those people that just give. Right. People that just give, mm-hmm. guess what? They get back too. Mm-hmm. It's a law God has established. Mm. So either you're a believer or not. Yes. All believers are practicing it. Mm-hmm. And it works. With, actually, there's some books out there, circular books, where they talk about how to be wealthy. One of the things they teach is giving. Yep. They even understand it mm-hmm. because it's a principle of God and it works regardless if you're born again or you're not. Right. But as children of God, the purpose of our giving, as the New Testament church in the book of Acts did, they were driven by love. Yeah. The love of God. And guess what God does? He comes back. And he replenishes us. Yes. He blesses us. He increases us. Also because what? He loves us. Amen. He loves us. Mm. And the reason why he wants us to give back to him is also because we love him. Yeah. Is that we love him. And like the examples I gave earlier when God has led me to give different things to different people. You know, I'm not waiting for their thank you. Because I didn't do it. I did it in obedience to the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't need you to make a big deal out of it. Right. <laughs> because I gave it to the Lord. Right. So our giving is to be unto the Lord. And that's why it doesn't have to be in a church. I know we're running, we're probably out of time now, but <laughs> but we could go, when you read the book, you see about the storehouse, what it really means. The church is really not the storehouse. Right. And there's so many other subject matters that we can't cover in this time slot. But what is important to keep in mind is this is, 
how learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And this is not just about giving alone in every area of our lives. Because one thing I've found out is being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it. I can't imagine a life without it. Because mm. time and time again, where things look obvious from the human sense. Yes. And I follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I find wow. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than what so you thought. So much more. Mm. I'll give this last example here, where I got two job offers a couple of years ago, and a bigger company offering a little more, a smaller company offering less. The Lord led me to go to with a smaller company. A couple of years down the line, the smaller company bought the this uh, the lab that I would have been working with in a bigger company. Oh wow! And all my co- all my colleagues that went to the the bigger bigger company. company became several levels below me. Wow! And of course, I was making more. Mm-hmm. I was in a better position. Mm-hmm. Because I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And so you can see how the leading of the Holy Spirit is connected to our blessings. Yes. Because then those colleagues that were there, that moved to the smaller company now, were being paid more, way less than I was being paid. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about just someone giving you something. Even positioning you is dependent on the lead of the Holy Spirit. Wow, wow. This is this is this is huge, guys. This is huge. So um, I I want to ask one final question on on behalf of church leaders and pastors because I believe that the greatest fear um, is within the leadership um, because now approaching this topic from the transparency of the scriptures. Many will feel that we're attacking the financial stability or the, the financial well-being of the church or any uh, denominational systems that, that are attached to that local church. How would you approach that conversation with pastors and leaders? And, and how, should, how should they approach the conversation with folks that may have heard this broadcast or other broadcasts like it. I mean, this is not the first time that some are hearing um, this communication of this message, um, particularly the transparency of the scriptures. So how, how, how would you approach that dialogue with a church leader or a pastor? You know, one of the things I would tell any church leader, and I've actually heard of churches where they don't teach tithing, actually. Right. They don't even, they don't even pass the plates. They have a place where you can just put your offerings in mm-hmm. and they actually blessed. Yeah. The church is okay. Mm-hmm. But that aside, I think one of the fundamental things we given led by the Holy Spirit is knowing who the Holy Spirit is. Mm. One of the things I would tell such ministers is teach the people of the church how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. A lot of times in some places, especially in Africa where I'm from, a lot of times pastors like people depending on them. Mm-hmm. Even if they want to travel, they want they want the pastors to approve their travel. <laughs> you know, they 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 want pe- they want the pastors to be an all mm. of their guidance from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, teach people how to be led by the Holy Spirit themselves. That unlocks everything. It unlocks everything. Yeah, teach people the love of God. Mm. What does it mean to love? 
oh my god took me on a journey of learning about his love mm. and how we are supposed to walk in that love it's amazing mm. it's it's if the church fully experiences this fullness of love of god that we're supposed to be working in it's mind blowing mm. so teach people how to be led by the holy spirit teach people how to walk in love if people know these two things how to be led by the holy spirit and the love of god they're going to give even like never before mm. we think what they're giving now out of fear fear can never accomplish what love will wow that's huge fear can never accomplish what love will do mm-hmm. because the bible says god is love yes right and fear is of the devil the bible says that fear has torment fear the devil he he exists in fear yeah and a lot of times people give out of fear mm-hmm. oh i don't want this to happen to me i don't want this to that's all fear right that is from the devil a lot of giving in the church today is out of fear out of anxiety out of necessity obligation obligation mm-hmm. and that's why people give or what they call giving and they say where's my Harvest. Where's my blessing? Where's my blessing? <laughs> because I was promised that when I give, I would receive. Yeah. I was promised that if I give my first fruit, my first salary, I'll be blessed. But now I'm hungry. Oh Lord! Again, I go into first fruits in the uh, in the book. The truth about it is this: teach your people how to walk in the love of God. Mm. Teach people how to be led by the Holy Spirit. People don't need to depend on you. The Bible says, feed my sheep. That's what he told Peter. Mm. The rest were led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. They, they were led by the Holy Spirit and they given. And people now give out of pride. Mm. Ananias and Sapphira is an example. Yes. Where, oh, yeah, this brother gave and everybody's talking about how great a thing he did yeah. in giving all this money. Mm. And so they also wanted to do the same thing. Then the lied. Yeah. It's pride that led them down that road. Right. Because they wanted the recognition, but they didn't want to do so it's possible that they were actually led by the Holy Spirit to do the giving. Mm-hmm. But they decided, you know what? We're just going to take a little out of it. Mm-hmm. So and some people actually give yeah. today out of just pride. Mm. So, Bio, you shared so much with us. And, you know, we're, we're so grateful that you've taken the time to write this book and to share um, God's heart with his people. Um, where can we get a copy of the book and how can people connect with you and ask you questions and and um, so give us some information about that all right um there are many ways to reach out to me uh, in regards to getting the book um there's a hard copy of the book you can get from amazon or anywhere books are sold there's an audio format of this book you can get on youtube so just put in um tights the truth about tights and offering in youtube you can listen to it for free there and if you send an email to chosen bio at um, gmail.com that's c-h-o-s-e-n-b-a-y-o at gmail.com and if you send an email to me i can send you a pdf copy and um free free mm-hmm. um, but again if you want a hard copy um you can get that from amazon right. and an, another place you can get an ebook um, version on um basically on ibooks and on amazon on kindle so there are different ways you can get it but if you if you want a free copy, right. just send me an email and I'll, I'll shoot you a PDF copy. Wonderful. Thank you so much for 
tuning in today, guys. I know that you're going to have questions. Um, I want to see some comments. I want to see some comments, especially from those who are maybe struggling with with what we talked about today. Let's see some comments. Let's open up the dialogue because we cannot be afraid to discuss the truth, the transparent truth of the word of God. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is going to be a big one. I already know. But thanks for tuning in for Conversations with Selwyn. We'll see you next time. Conversations with Selwyn.